Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry, and today we're talking about manifestation. It's the newest craze out there on the internet. People are talking about manifestation and vibration, and it seems pretty kooky and out there, but we're going to talk about what that means for the Christian. Is there any validity to this practice? and how you can use declaration of God's promises in your life. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. So I did a little research on manifestation. I've been hearing so much about it. It just really piqued my attention and my curiosity. And What I found from that is that it is the practice of journaling and visualization and positive thinking that is supposed to then bring good things into your life. And I was curious about this. I thought, gee, that doesn't sound quite right. And what does that mean that so many people are trying to bring good things into their life by willing it basically into being by behaving a certain way and having these rituals in place that then allow good things to come into their lives? And you know what? It sounds good. It sounds, hey, that could be pretty harmless to do something like that. But I believe it misses the mark. These days are just so crazy. This world and what's been going on in the world just is really pretty scary. We've got wars and rumors of wars, which that kind of seems like it's always going on. But did you know Jesus talks about that the end times, there's going to be famines and pestilence and earthquakes and that People are going to be lovers of themselves and lovers of money and that people are going to be deceived. And he says to be careful that you're not deceived. So how do we make sure that we're not being deceived? I liken it to a banker who is looking at bills all day long. How do they know which ones are real and how do they know the counterfeit? If you've done any research on this, Some counterfeits are very good and they can really fool a lot of people. But those bankers, they're trained. They're specially trained to know what to look for. They know what the real thing looks like. And so they study the real so that they know when things are not quite right. Back to Christianity and back to knowing what is real and what is false and what could be a deceptive ploy of our enemy, the devil. Yeah, I think there's two kingdoms at war here. We have God and his kingdom, his angels, and then you have Satan and his angels, which are demons. And there's a war going on. There's a war going on for the souls of men and women. And Jesus is coming back. At some point, he promises he's coming back. And when he mentions that there's going to be plagues and what he calls pestilence and famine and earthquake and signs in the heavens, as well as people being deceived. It certainly sounds like today, 
But the Bible also says that no one knows the day or the hour when Christ is coming. So we have to be prepared and we have to not be deceived. I want to be found faithful when he returns. And I know you do too. So let's dive into this topic of manifestation and let's pick it apart and see maybe what the real underlying current is here. Manifestation basically is relying on yourself, relying on your rituals or your practices to earn those good things and bring them into your life. That really sets itself up against what we as Christians, people that are seeking God, we don't try to behave a certain way, although it's a stumbling block for a lot of people. They feel like they have to be good enough for God to bless them. But God's blessing and his calling are irrevocable, and we can't do anything to change that. There's things that God has promised us in his word. And really, when we are looking for truth, when we are trying not to be deceived, the real, the truth that we look at is God's Bible, his word that has been passed down. And that's where we go for our source of information. And that's basically our plumb line that we look at and weigh everything else against or measure everything else against. The Bible tells us that God is in control and we are not. And when we try to control our lives, we're missing out on blessings there. I know I've told you my story. If you've listened to a Morning Swim with God, you'll hear the story of me trying to basically, in my heart, I was seeking God and I had turned my life over to him and I was praying and I was spending time in worship and I was reading my Bible. And yeah, I was seeking God, but I also had this in the back of my head thinking, if I do all this stuff, if I turn my life over to God, then he's going to give me what I want. He's going to give me my boyfriend back. He's going to give me mend relationships with people at church so I can go back to youth group and smooth my life out completely. But when he didn't do that, I became angry, which that was just a sign of my heart condition. And thank God he sent that little old lady over to me to tell me that he loved me and basically was like a light on my situation and on my heart to let me realize that I had missed the mark. So with manifestation, we, so for the Christian, manifestation isn't really what we're supposed to be doing. But there's something that I say is the the real McCoy as far as what manifestation is trying to copy. Like I said, that there's two kingdoms at war here. And anything that God has that's good for us, Satan tries to counterfeit. I think of things like prophecy and words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Those are actual biblical gifts and spiritual gifts that God has given us 
to help us and direct us and guide us on our way. It is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And so the devil's kingdom, he has psychics and mediums and tarot cards, and they're counterfeiting what God has. And we are told specifically not to seek mediums, not to go that route, because it's an abomination to God. Basically, it's a counterfeit of the good things that God has given us through his Holy Spirit. If you want to read more about that, you can look into Acts and also Romans talks about this, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. There's so much information about God's gifts and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people have heard about speaking in tongues, which that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit as well. And when we look at this manifestation thing, it basically is counterfeiting the thing that we should be doing as Christians, which is declaring God's blessing. The ancient patriarchs were crazy about their words. They knew, as the Bible says, that there is power of life and death in our tongue. As a matter of fact, God created the whole world by the spoken word. He says, let there be light. And when he speaks those words, they actually create light. The Bible says that Jesus was the word in the beginning. He was with God. And so basically Jesus was there with God and through the spoken word, which actually is Jesus, God created things. It's mind-blowing to think about, and it's hard to wrap your head around that, but that's what the scripture says. And so we are given the ability to speak blessing and curses. We're not heard, we don't hear a ton about speaking curses over anybody in the New Testament, but the Old Testament is all over the place. Is somebody that actually was hired by a king that was warring against Israel at the time. And Balaam was known that his words had great weight. And so this king had hired Balaam to put a curse on Israel. And as the story goes, it's super interesting. It's in the book of Numbers. And he is going up the side of the mountain and an angel stops him and his donkey several times. And he gets really mad. He's beating his donkey and his donkey actually ends up talking to him, which is this fascinating story. But in the end, God does not allow Balaam to proclaim a curse on Israel. He only allows him to speak blessing. And then back to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were the founding, Abraham was the founding father of the Jewish and the Christian faith and the Muslim faith, actually. The Muslims believe that the blessing was then given through not Isaac, but Ishmael. However, um, blessing was a huge deal, and they would pass on blessings to their kids. And if you did not get that blessing, it was like devastating. Words meant something. And we are given the ability to speak things over our lives. And we're told to, to think positively. In Philippians, it talks about it's good, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy. Think on these things, and we're told not to worry about things, too. Multiple times we're told not to worry. 
Jesus says to not worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to wear, but that our Heavenly Father knows that we need these things and that we should seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to us as well. See, in the Christian faith, when we are seeking God, there's blessings for that. And it's not like we're supposed to be seeking God only for those things. When we come to him and we seek him, he promises to give us the desires of our heart. But we need to not seek him only to seek what he has in his hand for us. We are to seek him because we love him, because we want to know him. And as I talked about last week, that we need him. Psalm 27, 8 says, You have said, Seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, Your face, your presence, Lord, I will seek, inquire for and require of necessity and on authority of your word. The Bible is full of promises for those who seek the Lord. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. When we begin to seek God, we can know that he promises to bless us. Also, in Isaiah 55, it talks about God's plans and his thoughts not being like ours. Manifestation has the idea that we know what's best for our lives. We know how our lives should turn out and what things would make us the most happy. But Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. We are to trust that God has our best interests in mind and that we may not understand his ways or have an idea of where he's taking us. We can trust that he has good in mind for us. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And he's a good, loving, heavenly father. I know for a long time, it was hard for me to see him as a good father. I always felt like he was disappointed in me and that I never measured up. But I'm telling you today that he loves you and he desires good things for you. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. And that is exactly what God has in mind for you. Good, abundance. And so as people are manifesting and thinking that somehow on their own, they're going to get there, it's just going to fall short. It's going to be empty because the God of the universe is truly the only thing that's going to satisfy. And that's what's so different. When we are declaring the word of the Lord, we not only are growing closer to him because we're searching the scriptures to find his promises for us. It's in those times that we're seeking out his promises that we learn about his character. We find out that he loves us. We find out that he's a good God, that he is a forgiving God. And we learn to trust him and our faith grows. Our ability to have rest in him 
knowing that he cares for us and being able to cast our cares on him and be more peaceable. We are then able to trust that he will work all things out for our good. As we seek him, we will find him. And he has promised to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. We don't need to be so consumed with doing things to please him and make him want to give us these things because he's already promised them. I've put together a journal and kind of an outline of how to do this, how to declare God's word over your life. I will also be hosting a webinar coming up this Wednesday, and most likely we'll be doing it again because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that want to know more about this. And how do you actually use God's word to declare the promises that he has for us over our lives? I do think it's important that we are proclaiming the blessing of God over our lives. It's so easy to just read the scripture and then walk away. But when we start using the scripture and applying it to our lives and calling in that blessing. So yes, I do believe there is some validity to the idea of manifestation, but I think they're going about it all wrong. When we speak the word of God and we declare that over our life, there's power in that. The Bible says that The word of God is living and active, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It also says that God's words will not return void to him, but they will accomplish the purposes and the plans that he has for them. We can use God's word to not only change the way we think and give us courage and faith and hope, to step out and do things that we never thought even possible in our lives. But it also can be a tool that we use to bring blessing to our family and our friends. And actually, the way I use God's scripture is through prayer. And I pray God's blessings over my kids and my life and my finances and my health and There's so much that goes into those powerful words. And God is in those words. They're living and active. And there's so much that we can do to use those. So if you want to find out more about how to declare God's word over your life and bring the good of God into every situation, then go on over to my website, unstoppable-joy.com and sign up. Give us your email and we'll send you out a link to be able to join in on the webinar that we have coming up. And then also, if you can't make it, you'll be able to have that recording that you can listen to at another time. And go ahead and get a copy of the declaration journal that I have created because I feel like it's going to be really helpful. I give some practical steps to take in declaring God's word and gives you some journal prompts so that you can think things over and review your heart and find out what it is that God is really saying to you and how to use his word to bring about good in your life and how to be open to God's leading. Because 
ultimately, as we are seeking God and want his blessing in our lives and the things that he has promised us, he is more interested in our relationship with him than making our lives cushy. And sometimes he asks us to do things that are uncomfortable. Sometimes we are asked to do things that are outside of our comfort zone. And many times those are just the path that he has for us to bless us. And his blessings aren't always how we think they should be. And sometimes we're so surprised how he moves in our lives. <laughs> the Bible says that in, a, in his heart, a man plans his steps, but the Lord directs his path. And that is so true. I have seen many times where I have a plan and I think this is the way it should go. And God disrupts my plans. And his way is always better than my way. One thing I think about is when I was finishing up nursing school, I had been living with my sister and brother-in-law and it was coming to the end of my school year. I hadn't graduated yet. I hadn't even started my new job as a nurse. And I had been living there with my kids. They had been so gracious to open their home to me. And my sister said that she wanted me to move out before I was even graduated. And God opened the doors for me to find a beautiful little townhouse that we were able to rent for dirt cheap. Um, and I, she said she wanted us to be out by a certain date. And it was like the end, I think it was like the end of May. And I wasn't even supposed to graduate till the second week or first in June. And my job wasn't going to start until I think after that. And so I, I prayed about it. I didn't, I didn't complain about it or I didn't put up a fuss with my sister. I just took it to the Lord. And I was like, okay, we got to do what we got to do. I couldn't complain. I lived there with her and her family for the last nine months. And man, I couldn't complain because, wow, they were just amazing to us. And so I didn't understand, but I was like, okay. And we moved out. There was just a few of our things that we had left in the basement there. And that next weekend after we moved out, there was a torrential rainstorm and her basement flooded with water that was the sewage backed up and everything that we had would have been lost had we not moved when we did. That's just one example of God's provision and him having a different plan than we do. And with manifestation, it doesn't allow for that leading of God and his direction and his provision. It's being so set on what you want and making that almost a God and an idol that you are seeking after by paying homage with your actions and your journaling and your positive thoughts and your visualization of that. It's almost like a worshiping of the thing that you're seeking. And with declaration, <laughs> God is what we're seeking. God is the thing that we want more than anything. And being in communion with him and having a relationship with him, that's what's first and foremost in our mind. And speaking God's blessing is just coming alongside him and speaking out what he's already said of us, that we are blessed, that we are beloved and we are accepted and we are his children and he provides for us and cares for us and that he's close to us when we're brokenhearted and he will never leave us or forsake us. 
It's coming alongside him and speaking what he has already promised over our lives. I love this verse in Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, Now to him who, by the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And wow, wouldn't you want the God of the universe directing you and guiding you when he can do so far above our infinite little minds can think or dream or hope? He has such good and glorious plans for us. And I hope that you can join us when we talk about this more at the webinar. But if not, I hope you found this helpful, and I hope that you are able to put into practice speaking God's goodness over your life. Be blessed. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The more that we get the word out, the more we can spread that joy and make a difference in our world. Thanks for joining in. Today's episode was sponsored by Solar Grids Grand Rapids. If you are looking for Solar Grids to be placed on your home or business to save yourself some money, you can find information about that at solargridsgrandrapids.com. They service the greater Grand Rapids area and the entire U.S. So go ahead, reach out to them today.